Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. Today, I am looking at the topic, Don't Quit. In 2 Kings chapter 13, reading from verse 15 to 19, the Bible says, Elisha said, Get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Now I want you to take note of Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Ephak. Then he said, take the arrows. And the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Interesting story. The king in question is the king Jehoash of Israel. The king Jehoash had gone to visit Elisha who was sick on his sick bed almost at the end of his life. I believe as a commander of the armies of Israel with the nation of Aram at war against Israel, he was seeking the will of God, the mind of God concerning the nation Israel to see if as a leader was he going to win victories. Indeed, Elisha the great prophet called for a bow and arrows. Reason is that bow and arrows were the main weapons of battle during their time. Symbolically, before a nation went into battle, the leader would shoot an arrow towards the nation where they were going to fight. And depending on how far the arrow went, they would be encouraged and it would determine they were going to win victory or lose the battle. So Elisha used the same significant or symbolic gesture to prophesy concerning the king and Israel. And he said, shoot the arrow towards Aram. As fast and far as the arrow went, the prophet declared to the king, victory is yours. But one victory was not good enough. So the prophet said to the king, now you are going to win this one battle. But I want you to do another thing. The bones that you have in your hand, this time I want you to strike them to the ground. It was a simple instruction. The king should have continued to strike those bones to the ground for as long as the prophet had not told him to stop because it was one instruction after the other. But the Bible says the king struck the ground three times and he stopped. And we notice that the Bible says Elisha the prophet became very angry with the king and said you should have continued to strike the ground five or six times. But now that you stopped on the third count, so will your victory be. 
you will only defeat your enemy three times. <laughs> but the enemy does not stop. One good thing about Satan is he doesn't quit. And today we are talking about don't quit. First of all, King Joash had everything in his possession for him to continue the battle. He had everything to make him fight and not be faint-hearted. He had everything. But he stopped. He had a prophet who was speaking into his life. That means he was hearing the mind of God, the voice of God. That's where it starts from. He was imparted with power. He had a man of God who was standing with him in agreement. You notice that the Bible says in the verse 16, which I told you to take note of, the prophet put his hands on the hands of the king. That was symbolic of agreement. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 11 and verse 6, these people, as long as they have one mind, there is nothing that they plan to do that they cannot do. The power of agreement, the power of networking, the power of having people believing in you, much so God and people of God standing with you. Then the king was a ruler. He had people under his authority. Everything was working for him. He was saved. And as I speak to you today, you say, I'm not a king. I'm just a pauper. Do you have a mind? Do you have a hand? Do you have legs? Do you have fingers? Do you have a heart? Are your organs working? Even if you are disabled and sitting in a wheelchair, even if you have some form of dysfunction, still look at the half fullness of your glass. You are still alive. So something is working for you just as things were working for King Jehoash. But with everything working for the king, yet he was instructed to strike the ground. There are many grounds you must break which you have not broken yet. And sometimes we don't break our grounds because we have an attitude. When the American talks about having an attitude, most times it talks about an attitude of arrogance, not positive attitude. What is our attitude? Attitude is having our mind how things must work, not how God says they should work. And so in this message, don't quit. I'll be looking at four attitudes of the quitter. Subsequently, we'll be looking at the attributes of the steadfast. That is those who don't quit. The four attitudes of the quitter, one, the quitter is half-hearted. Half-heartedness means to do things anyhowly, not to be diligent concerning a project, not to be diligent with life in general. Half-heartedness means one is not committed to a cause. We see that in King Jehoash's life, that he was not committed to the cause of leadership, of winning battles. He stopped when he was not instructed to stop. The Bible says in Psalm 78, concerning the children of Israel, God was advancing a point when we read the whole Psalm and said, the ancestors of the generation to whom he was speaking were stubborn and rebellious. And the verse 8 where he said, 
they were stubborn and rebellious he said their hearts were not loyal to god their spirits were not faithful to the lord god almighty that means they walked with god in a half-hearted manner they went about their life's business in a half-hearted manner many of us do things today in a half-hearted manner how do we treat church we call ourselves christians we serve the lord anyhowly we are not committed to the cause we choose our own righteous standard we do not fully walk in righteousness we choose when to obey the word of god we are not committed to obeying the word of god entirely that is a half-hearted manner half-hearted people are not committed to finishing what they are doing it's not only about loving god in a half-hearted manner but it translates in our social life there are things we know we must do to help build a nation everybody watches on as those things are not done i live in areas where the whole community could come together and try to fill the potholes we all drive past walk past and expect somebody to come and do it for us and we don't care and yet we will complain watch people in this nation say they are doing communal labor they go out with their brooms to converse that is doing things half-heartedly watch christians go to church where the church has to be cleaned most people go just to sit down on the pew in the chairs and they don't care who cleaned them and the ushers clean them clean them anyhowly because we don't know whose church we are working for we translate that in our businesses and then when we do things like that we feel it's not working and we give up the second attitude concerning the quitter is that the quitter is faint-hearted a faint-hearted person is a person who is fearful is it possible that king jehoash feared that if he had won two three four victories he would have been sick and weak it would have been his old age and he couldn't continue fighting battles he feared his future and therefore he stopped striking the ground maybe today as you listen to me you come from a home where nobody ever succeeded when they try to succeed they die so you make a calculation and say anybody who bought a car in my house died i came to announce to you you will not die you will live and declare the works of the lord what is the purpose of buying the car what is the purpose of building the house what is the purpose of starting the business if your purpose is in line with god's agenda then no one can kill that purpose if your purpose is in line with god's purpose for your life no one can kill you until you finish that purpose the fact that your grandparents died when they were 40 doesn't mean you will die when you are 40. god's intention for you is to have long life because of fear many people have come to a halt the faint-hearted stop this life is not for the faint-hearted this life is a battlefield everybody is fighting i like something about muhammad ali he declares he will win the battle before he goes into the ring if you are faint-hearted your enemy will make a noise will shout a shout of victory and you will cower in fear you will submit you will succumb in fear 
But when you are going into that battle, you face life every day, telling yourself and telling the world around you that I am the winner. I am the victor. Nobody brings me down. The fearful are afraid of things which are not real. Maybe you have heard it said before that fear is false evidence appearing real. The intention of fear is to stop you and intimidate you and make you succumb and make you not able to arrive at your God-given purpose. When you succumb, you give fear victory. You actualize it and it becomes real. Quitters are the ones who fear. This life is not for the faint-hearted. When I started ministry, there are several things I started in my life that I was doing, that I have had people, I don't blame them, try to put fear in me. They ask you, are you sure you can do it? The question itself says, you are not up to. You will not be able to. My friend, you can't. Nothing should tell you that you will not be able to. I have done things which people did not believe in. You see it in their eyes. I have done things which people tell me is too much for you. You are a woman and you cannot do that. I have had occasion to think of quitting and God himself by his spirit encouraged me and said don't give up keep on going I am with you that is why the Bible is full of do not be afraid I am with you do not be afraid fear not God himself is with you look at a group of people called the Ephraimites in the same Psalm 78 and verse 9 the Bible says the men of Ephraim though armed with bows turn back in the day of battle are you turning back in your day of battle quitters give up they say the ammunition i have is not enough quitters say if i were to have an uncle who helped me had i finished my education if i had gone to university i would have been able to get that job i'm looking for that is exactly why you didn't go to university to go and get a job in the bank so now create a bank and employ people start a bank quitters say if I had married at 23, I would have become somebody great by now. My children, who says that you will not be another Sarah and give birth at 90? Don't speak the language of quitters, my friend. Quitters say nothing is working. I came to tell you something is working because you are hearing the voice of God through me today. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.